Hey, it's Adam and Allison for another After the AM Show podcast. How are you, Allison? Doing really well. I just love hanging out and getting to chat. Yeah, yeah. We're in the Adam and Allison compound studio, so if we sound a little different today, that could be why we're trying to work out some audio kinks and everything, but uh, you do anything fun so far this weekend? Uh, just dream about donuts that I haven't gotten yet. <laughs> oh, I'm so hungry. I haven't eaten anything yet today and I'm ready to eat. Before we like get into some of the stuff that we wanted to talk about, I'm going to put you on the spot with something. Okay. That I, I'm wondering if there's anything that companies advertise for women that they have to be very careful with how they advertise. Does that make sense? And I'll explain why... I am asking this question based on an ad that I saw for men just a couple minutes ago. Oh, well, I feel like there used to be like growing up any like feminine hygiene products. They used to be very careful about how they would wear things. And now it's insane. The things that I'll hear, like they just straight up say what they're talking about when it comes to women. So I saw an ad for condoms. Durex Condoms (laughs) is now advertising, and this popped up on my feed today on on Facebook just a few minutes ago, and it was advertising different sizes of condoms. And Mm. the one that was, of course, front and center was the wide size condom. What? (laughs) There were three different sizes. How do you think they were described? There was wide, there was regular and obviously the third one. But what do you think the word is they use to describe the third size? If it's not wide, if it's not regular. Long. No, no. Uh, think opposite of wide, except not really. Because I would think that the word that they would, the thing that they're trying to describe is thin. Or narrow. Or narrow would be another good word. But obviously they're not going to want to advertise narrow condoms for dudes. <laughs> It was a weird word that they used that they're trying to say narrow without saying narrow. The word they picked was close. Close? Well, how else are they going to describe a thin one? Pencil dick. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They obviously, nobody's going to buy that. Nobody's going to walk up to the cashier with the pencil D condom. I don't understand that, though, because I've seen... Have you seen the videos that are, like, breaking the myths about condoms where, like, the one is like, oh, I'm too big to wear condoms, and the girl, like, literally stretches it over her whole leg. So it's like, I feel like the narrow one is going to fit the wide guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I... I just thought it was interesting the way Durex decided to describe <laughs> describe thin condoms. What else is going on with you? What did you want to bring up? Uh, I just wanted to kind of dive into how dry January is going for both of us because, like, I feel good about myself, but I also feel like I'm lacking on some of those moments that I have when I go out and drink. Yeah, yeah. I, I there. Since we started doing the morning show, I had been going out and drinking over lunch way more than I had before. And, (laughs) you know, that sounds like something somebody would say as like a negative. It was a huge positive for me. (laughs) I loved it. I was loving it. So I really missed that. I don't think I've gone out to lunch at all in January, which is probably good for the wallet. But, you know, bad for me having fun. Yeah. I love a good noon beer. 
going to the bar, just hanging out, watching everybody else drink before they have to go back to work. And I know that I don't have to go back to work. That's kind of what I miss is like, I feel like there are so many stories that happen when you go out drinking, whether it's yourself, maybe you get a little bit too sloppy. And those are moments that we get to share with people. So I feel like I'm lacking on my stories or like I witnessed something like there are so many crazy things that happen when you're out at the bar. It's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. Um, I, we talked about it on the regular show this week. I went to a retirement party for one of our coworkers and I was, I think the only person not drinking. Oh, that's so uncomfortable. It was, it didn't suck. I won't say that it sucked. I had a really good time. It was, pardon. It was good (laughs) hanging out with everybody. That's something we can't do on the regular show. Um, (laughs) But yeah, you're you're right. It was just like, ah, oh, it would be good if I could loosen up a little bit and uh, kind of relax a little bit better. So, um, you know, I don't know. I'm it, we're what eight days, nine days away from the end of dry January, and I am looking forward to it myself. But I do think I I'm gonna cut back the drinking during the week. In fact, maybe I will only drink at lunch during the week, which is a weird thing to say as somebody who's trying to not drink as much as they were before dry January, I'm only going to drink at lunch, but I have been so enjoying never being hungover in the morning. Yeah. That is such a bonus. That is, it is a huge thing. Although I will say like though, I'm really sensitive to pressure. And so like my, I get really bad headaches if the pressure is off and I, whenever, um, well, it's been raining recently and the pressure has been all messed up. So I've been waking up with like hangover worthy headaches. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what is the point? I'm not drinking. Why am I waking up feeling like this? I feel like I would feel better. And one side effect that I've noticed that this is so gross, but like that I don't like is like, I'm almost like constipated because I'm not <laughs> drinking. I'm serious. <laughs> like normally I would be so regular. <laughs> when I drink, cause like it helps, like it helps everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I can't wait for that. I can't wait to drink <laughs> and be a little more regular again. <laughs> I have also noticed that now I haven't minded it as much because it's just like, oh, this is, you know, I don't know. Just, uh, you, you, I, I feel better, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and you don't wake up, you know, with the topsy turvy stomach and everything, but yeah, that that is interesting. I but I didn't necessarily see that as much of a negative as kind of like a wow, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the stomach issues, I admit, like I could handle cutting back on my drinking, but I think I need maybe like a drink a night to mm-hmm. just keep things running smooth. Yeah. Um, what else have I noticed about dry January? Uh I'm not saving any money because I picked up my liquid death addiction, which is more <laughs> expensive than than Miller Lite. So that's great. And now whenever I go back to drinking, I think I'm still going to be hooked on the liquid deaths. I don't think that I'm going to be able to sub one out. So oh, boy. It's annoying. It's annoying. I do drink less of these than I drink Miller Lite typically. So I guess that that's good, but mm, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that it, it definitely hasn't helped me save any money because I'm an online shopaholic. So if I have any money in the bank account, it's going to Amazon. It's going to any of the shops that I just frequent. I'm such an online window browser. Like mm. I have such a problem with going on and just being like, I'm just going to add a couple things to my cart and I won't buy them. And then I do. 
So I wanted to bring something up. I saw this article from The Sun, and this is about strippers. This is probably something we wouldn't normally talk about on the regular show uh, that we do at the radio station, but I feel like I have a little bit of an insight into strippers that some people <laughs> might not have. Oh my gosh. It's because of my job. At my at one of my last radio stations, I would do monthly appearances at a strip club. So I became friends with the strippers there, and they were kind of able to tell me some tricks of the trade and and stuff like that. Did you know that strippers actually have to pay to work? I did know. I did know that. Yeah, there's there's a few industries where people have to basically pay to play. Yeah. And I knew that that was one of them. So strippers get charged a fee to go in and perform, and then they get to keep all their tips, but not really because then they have to, like, tip security and tip the DJ. It's uh, an amazing business model that strip club owners <laughs> have put together. But I was reading about this stripper who went home after a whole night shift with, like, 20 bucks. She had to pay 90 bucks to work, and all she left after a whole night with just, like, 20 bucks. And she was, like, wanting people to feel bad for her and everything. Do you feel bad for, for that? Or is it just kind of like, well, the, them's the breaks. Yeah, I don't really feel bad just because I have heard from people in that industry that it is actually really difficult to build up your clientele and to like, like I've heard learning how to actually work the pole and learn how to properly pole dance is really, really hard. So like building up your clientele, getting your moves down, getting your little lines down, work in the room, that takes time. So if she's, you know, new to the business, and I think it's also good for people who, like maybe think, well, that's just how I'll make money and I'll make a ton of money doing it. It's like, well, maybe you won't and maybe you shouldn't just jump right there. Like if that's your life path and you choose that, I'm not going to judge. But also don't think you're going to walk in and instantly be making hand over fist yeah. cash. This girl said that she started dancing as a way to stay fit through college, but then she got out of college and she thought it would be the perfect career for her. And then she was like kind of, uh, you know, rethinking her career choice. And I don't think that a stripper is ever like a career choice. That's something that you're doing right now, sister. Yeah, like I feel like most people, I could see the person who says, and I've heard the story of people who are like, I'm doing this to pay for college. And you've seen the story go viral like time after time of the girl who did that and ended up making so much money that she continues doing it after college. But I would think, yeah, exactly. If you're doing it, I've never heard of anyone saying I'm going to become a stripper so I can stay in shape. That is the most ridiculous. Like, go work at Hooters then or go work somewhere like, well, OK, but there you're getting tips based on your your physique a little bit. You're mm -hmm. having to wear the little crop tops or whatever. So, like, I could understand how that might motivate you to stay in shape or become a fitness instructor. Like, there are so many other jobs that you might actually get, like, a base pay but it's also going to help you stay in shape. Shoot, even get a retail job. Like that's going to help you. You're going to be on your feet all day. It helps you trim down. It helps you stay in shape. Yeah, I can attest to that. Two years in retail, I became, I got in the best shape of my life. <laughs> to be honest, like legitimately, probably since I was in like fourth grade, whenever I was in fourth grade, I'll never forget it. I went to the doctor and I'm sitting there with no shirt on, which is an awkward thing for me anyway. And Dr. Forty walks in, he looks at me, takes one look at me, and pinches my gut. And goes, oh. pinch an inch, pinch an inch. It's like, you're a dick. That is so sad. Yeah. Yeah, well, it certainly didn't inspire me to get in good shape or anything. So thanks a lot, Dr. Forty. <laughs> 
Thanks for nothing. Um, so anyway, uh, what else do we have to get to on this puppy? I, well, I don't know. I was thinking if we were talking about dry January and kind of the things that that helped us with, maybe we could reminisce on some of the stories of drinking. Maybe, I don't know. What do you think? Most embarrassing, sloppiest moment, alcohol you won't touch. Most embarrassing moment for me would probably be right after I turned 21. I can't drink Jack to this day. And so this was over 10 years ago that this happened. But uh, I was out. I had just turned 21. I went out with my boss. We he he was DJing the club. They like the club. We were friends with the club owner. She asked him to fill in for for a DJ one night or something. And uh, we went out. They weren't charging us for drinks, and I was just going to town on Jack and Coke, like Jack and Coke, Jack and Coke, just boom, boom, boom. And uh, we take a 45-minute ride back. He obviously wasn't drinking because he was working. And uh, we get back to my apartment. He goes to drop me off, and I just hurl in the passenger seat of his car. Yeah, yeah. And I've since, or since then, you know, a few months later or whatever, I had a really bad night. Same thing. I ended up throwing up on Jack Honey. So any kind of Jack, I just cannot do. Like, I've had shots here and there, but it, it, like... As soon as it hits my lips, it's like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> Can't do it. Yeah, it's gross. Can't do it. What about you? Uh, so the one alcohol I can't touch, I didn't necessarily have that embarrassing of a moment other than it shows you, like, how bad I am at making friends. And, like, literally my whole life, I have not had a lot of friends. I'm not popular. I'm not cool. Uh, my freshman year of college, I had one friend. And me and that one friend, we wanted to tailgate before the football game at Texas Tech. And so we were like trying to look for tailgates to go crash, to hang out with, because we figured people would be cool if we like went to go hang out with them. Not that we were, I mean, a little bit, we were trying to drink their alcohol, but I guess that's what everyone assumes. Like we were not cool. They were not friendly. Nobody wanted us to join their tailgate. Like that was not going to happen. So we ended up, she had this bottle of non-named vodka that just had the word strawberry on it. Like that's all it said was strawberry. It was strawberry flavored vodka. And we just took shots of that to like pregame before the game to have our own little not tailgate, not very fun. It was the most disgusting thing. Mm -hmm. And after I still like, I still cannot drink. I I had a long time where I couldn't couldn't drink vodka at all. Like now I can occasionally have it, but like it still bumps me out because of that one no name strawberry vodka shots. Yeah, I uh I I don't think I've ever really had it. I've had a bad night that involved vodka. My last night in Williamsport, I had gone home or I'd moved to Ohio, but I still had my apartment in Williamsport for like three months. And then it was time to move my stuff from Williamsport to Ohio. So I went home for the weekend and my friend there was like, oh, you got to come out. I got us a VIP area at the cell block, which was this skeevy bar. And I don't remember all of what happened that night. But I the, like the last big thing I remember was there was a bottle of Ciroc and just tipping it back and drinking directly from the bottle of Ciroc. Oh, no. Definitely puked that night. Definitely. (laughs) Oh, and then I had to drive three and a half hours across the state the next day, pack up my apartment. It was 
a nightmare. Oh, boy. Yeah, having a hangover when you have to do anything productive the next day is like, you're like, why did I? I remember my last day of high school. I had to work that Saturday. And, uh, of course, me and my friends went and partied hard. Yeah. Uh, and I was so hung over. I was so miserable at work the next day. It was the worst. <laughs> yeah. So th- talking about this makes me feel like maybe I should do a dry February, too, because it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, haven't had to deal with any of this stuff all month. That's been nice. But, uh, yeah. Well, uh, we will be, we're worried about 15, 16 minutes in. Do you, do you have, what else are we? What else do we have planned? I I I don't have anything else planned. I don't think I have anything else planned either. Got to talk about condoms a little bit. <laughs> Got to talk about drinking. And uh, yeah, so uh, this is episode two of After the AM Show with Adam and Allison. We're going to try to do these more regularly. We're going to try to make the sound sound a little bit better. We're just working out the kinks with some processing and stuff like that. And I don't really know that much about, well, anything, but like the sound yeah. and everything. It's it's hard for me to know like what is missing from the microphone or like why doesn't it sound as good as it does in the studio at work. So yeah, we're working everything out. But yeah. all right, there you go. That is episode two.